0: Spirituality gets a lot of side eye these days, and admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the show. So glad you're here, as usual. And I have another guest for you today. I'm very, very excited about it. So let's just jump into it. Today, my friend Katie is on the pod. She is an energy healer and a coach. She really works with people who are new to their spiritual awakening and breaks it down in a way that's, you know, easier to understand all the stages of the journey because it can feel pretty lonely and a little bit overwhelming as someone who has been along that path myself. I totally get all of that. And first, before we get in, really, I want to break down spiritual awakening a little bit because I feel like, again, as with so many of the things that I touch on in the show, this is one of those things that kind of sends people out into the that's a little bit weird, a little bit out there, all that sort of thing. But all I really mean when I'm talking about spiritual awakening is any moment that kind of rocks the foundation of your world, makes you start questioning, you know, your trajectory and how you got there. This, for Katie and I, similar stories, well, same, same, but different really. But she and I both you know, went down this path through the health kind of crisis. And that only got us so far. I'm sure, you know, I've touched on that in a few different episodes with my story and her story is very similar. It only gets you so far. And then you have to start exploring, you know, alternative methods, that sort of thing. But this can also be kind of a slow, I don't know if decline is the word that I'm looking for, but a slow kind of Transition where you just sort of over time start to question, like, is this really what I want for myself? Is this as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be? You know, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a relationship, maybe you wake up with the white picket fence and all the things, and you're like, I don't know if I actually want this. So it can be, you know, there's different pathways to get into it. And again, you know, lose the term spiritual awakening if it doesn't resonate for you, but it's really just any point in your life when you come to this big crossroads and you really do start to kind of question how you got there and in many ways who you are and what really matters to you, what you value, and where you want to go from here. And so you hear us explore that concept a lot in the episode. As I mentioned, she really focuses on supporting people through that transition because it can be a lot. (laughs) And we talk about a whole lot I mean that's not just that too lots of stuff you know we cover lots of topics so pressure trust um energy work that really isn't energy work all sorts of stuff in the episode so this will be a wide-ranging conversation I think you're really going to enjoy it we had so much fun recording as always and yeah I will see you on the other side without further ado here is Katie Well, hi, Katie. Welcome to the pod. I'm so excited to have you here today.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. And oh, I can't wait for your podcast. Like, can't wait to sit here and listen to all of it.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Me too. I literally I like don't listen back until they send it back to me. So it's always a surprise what I what comes out of my mouth every time. As it is, right? Self-projected projector problems. Um, okay. So the way I like to start with all of my guests, I have two questions for you just to kind of kick us off. The first one is what's something that you are loving lately? And this could be a book, a podcast, a crystal, or something that is intangible. So anything. Love it.
1: I love this question. We're gonna take it off. We're gonna take it off the reel for for a second. So like you know, I want to go immediately to like a meditation or I love crystals or a practice. Um, I'm in the season of moving. Like I just moved into a new house. It's been a crazy month and a half with getting the house, getting COVID again, moving all the things. So one thing I'm loving is getting rid of the old and allowing the new to come in. Um, Moving is such a great exercise for really diving into what feels in alignment and what doesn't anymore like clothes or just furniture or style. You know what I mean? So I'm loving that getting rid of the old.
0: Yeah. I really love that. It's like an opportunity to make your entire life feel good, not Mm -hmm. just attaching to little pieces of it that feel good.
1: Totally. And coming into a new space, it makes it so different. Yeah. As you're, you'll hear my cat probably 5,000 times. Oh my God. She's peeking behind Katie right now. This is so She's peeking. Um, <laughs> she just wants to be part li- of the episode. She's living her best life in this new house, coming from a two bed apartment to like a three bedroom home that's massive. So she she's thriving.
0: So much space to explore.
1: So much yes, room for activities, she, literally. She plays fetch and she like will run through the whole house. It's oh my, God. it's crazy. That's too good. Um, yeah. But just coming into a new space and like feeling the energy of this new house compared to, you know, being in an apartment, it's like, okay, how do I want to lay everything out? Like, how do I want to feel, um, like my word this year is expansive. Like, how am I going to make myself feel expansive? What opportunities can, you know what I mean? Cause the space really, um, can help you move through that into that. So,
0: yeah, I, we're so on the same page because all of my work lately has been anything that's limiting or any boxes Mm -hmm. or anything that doesn't feel spacious is gone like how do we create space even within things that are limiting which we can circle back to this but my second question before we get to know you (laughs) I know I'm getting into it already of course (laughs) okay second question is what's something that you are super fired up about right now
1: so I've taken like a month and a half off during this whole process. Amazing. and intentionally, Yeah. It's been incredible. And I tried to get back like into creativity and, um, like developing programs and working with, you know, energy healing clients. But I was like, no, we're going to take off in February. So something I'm so fired up about is getting back into that. And as an MG, like I'm so pumped saying that. Cause I know that's where my soul wants to go. And it's not just, me dragging my feet, getting something done, checking off a box, like you were just talking about. It's like I, my soul wants this; it wants to do it. So I'm so excited to get started next week again.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, this is yeah. already <laughs> taking me so many places. There's so much that I want to. I am surprised? No, <laughs> no, not at all. But the, again, not surprised. Something so similar coming up for me lately. I was literally having this conversation with myself yesterday. Is like the dance of pressure. Right? Like, what does it actually look like to move through your life without pressure of time, pressure of thought? Like, I mean, really, in my perspective, pressure really comes from the mind, though it has lots of different flavors, right? From the human design perspective, we can think about mental pressure from the head or root pressure, which is a different type of pressure, but the conversation around pressure always happens in your head. And I was feeling this pressure, like a lot of mental pressure to, say the right things and get the downloads out and, and post and, you know, just say all the information and make it make sense. And, and all of this, you know, mental conversation and also at the same time, feeling a lot of pressure of time. Well, like I, I'm supposed to post today and like taking a day off. I've taken a lot of space lately and like all of this stuff coming up, this this pressure and this really fear kind of beneath it. And then I was just literally in process with it in real time like no there is no pressure this is just my mind trying to make me do a certain thing act a certain way based on you know experiences and conversations I I say conversations not necessarily talking but like conversations with yourself dialogue Yeah, yeah yeah um of the past but no what does it actually look like to take in the biofeedback to not give in to that pressure and to move based on what actually feels good for you in the moment.
1: Totally, totally. And I think, you know, my coach reflected back to me that exact same thing. And pressure, there's so much underneath it. Like you were talking about fear. There's a fear of not getting it done or you're you're having to prove something to yourself or somebody else like yes. subconsciously. And it's such a great opportunity to allow yourself to go into that and really ask yourself, like, what is this pressure actually coming from? And for me, like I've always strived to be like this perfectionistic mentality, which I know so many people can relate to. And it's the pressure to, it's the pressure you're putting on yourself, but also this like unrealistic expectation that since you put all that pressure on yourself and got it done by X date, like people are just going to come to you, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's not how you're, I don't want to say supposed to, that's not how life is supposed. Supposed to be right. Um, it's supposed to flow and it's supposed to drop in when it's meant to come. And for me, that was that I was trying to push this, um, like foundation of my business. A foundation isn't supposed to be quick. You're literally building the foundation for something so it can build up. And that's exactly what I was trying to push. And I was like, Katie, what are you doing? This makes no sense. <laughs> foundation is supposed to be, you know, it might be long, it might be short, but it's allowing the universe to drop in exactly what it's supposed to at the perfect time. So a lot of reflection, definitely.
0: Yeah. And with the word prove, what came up for me when you said that is it's things that get in the way of trust, right? Mm. Like this prove it energy that we get into when we're trying to do the thing on the perfect timing and the perfectionism and um, all of these things, it, comes from this energy of well the underlying energy really is is not good enough is you know proving my worth is forcing people to let lo- not forcing but you know yeah. trying to get people to love me trying to earn love trying to prove again prove that you're worthy that you're lovable mm-hmm. that you're enough that you're all of these things when you already are and and being in that prove energy I feel like the logical next step is to try to control everything, to control your outcomes and to control how people perceive you and whatever situation it is, you know, it can look many different ways, but prove and control and, you know, the underlying like not enoughness or that core wound core belief, all of that really gets in the way of trust. And yeah, trust is like, it's, it's everything. Right. It's like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have another mic drop moment to to say, but it's literally everything like.
1: well, <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, as you're talking, um, it's this it's this concept of like filling a void, like always having to try to feel whole and like fill yourself up and finding that one thing that will fill you up or that completes you. And there's nothing like you are whole as you are and you're complete as you are.
0: Um yeah. yeah. So many thoughts here. I know. <laughs> Both of us open heads, just like <laughs> the, the thoughts are swirling around our brains. But I mean, on the trust piece too, I feel like the biofeedback is what creates the trust of life itself, right? Because I think that we're not really taught conditioned, we're we're taught to be in the proven energy. We're taught to be in the perfectionistic energy, not, you know, that specifically, but By the other things we're taught to listen to the teachers and to get the A's and to, you know, get Mm -hmm. the medals and the accolades and all the things like that teaches us, right? All of these other tendencies circling back to our initial conversation about like pressure. It's like, if I can trust the sensation in my body and trust myself to move through the sensation in my body, when I feel that pressure, like I had a moment this morning that it felt like I was gagging this pressure Mm. to, you know, say a certain thing to to do a certain action. And if I can just sit with the sensation, listen to the biofeedback, move that through and trust then my neutral, you know, trust that I can find my neutral. I found, you know, especially lately that the more I can trust my ability to self-regulate in that sense, the more I trust life to mirror back to me all of the things that I want, right, like that's when kind of things mm-hmm. just like drop in if you want to talk about like manifestation or whatever, but um yeah it's it's trusting of of my vessel first and my ability to find my neutral, and from neutral, you can get to you know joy high frequencies, mm-hmm. whatever, but it's first, can I come back to that neutral and then move from that place?
1: totally I mean, like we're gonna say this five thousand times <laughs> through this whole episode, but my brain is like going in so many different directions. And one thing I'll add to what you were saying is something it helped like reframe for me is understanding what emotions actually are. And they're just, it's just energy in motion. It's trying to move throughout your body, but it just gets stuck. And what you were saying about pressure and like feeling that gag feeling, it's like feeling into it, allowing yourself to sit with it and ask what it what's coming up around it and allowing it to move through your body. Um, yeah. Just so many so many thoughts around that and just experiences that are playing through my head. Yeah, but energy and motion.
0: Yeah. I mean, you and I are both big energy people. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what trips people up, and I feel like I've said this many times before, is like getting stuck again in the mind. Like the mi- minds are great, brains are brilliant, innovation, technology, all of the things. But when it comes to like moving and navigating through our own life, like it really, trips us up Mm -hmm. I wanted to say fucks us up I don't know why I'm censoring (laughs) myself on my own podcast I swear on this show (laughs) but it literally like it's when we feel that emotional I'll I'll use the example that I was working with this morning is like I felt that sensation and then I was getting into all these stories about why it's bad and why I didn't want to do the things and um, then linking it back to all these other experiences in my past where I had felt a similar thing Unconsciously, you know, I wasn't like playing these scenes in my conscious mind, but my my body, literally my cells, know when I've felt that before. And so they can bring up that same, you know, sensation and then attach all the stories to it, right? So I was in all these stories and I had to like really slow myself down. Um I was boxing my coach and she was like, no, like what is the feeling? Like sit with it, right? Um, and then when I slow myself down and sit with the feeling and tap into it. And, you know, it's it's sometimes a conversation too, even this process of like because you kind of want to get back in the mind and you're like, no, no, we're not going there. Like, we don't need to get into the stories. Just sit with the sensation. And the more in the moment you can do this, I'll say, I think, the better, because when you can have that more immediate awareness and and stop yourself as you're moving into that story space, then you can be like, oh, no, no, just sensation and really deeply drop into it. And like, that's when it dissipates, you know, snap of a finger rather than yeah. you have to work at it. If you kind of let the time pass, I think, which it's not always, you know, realistic to do it in the moment, but.
1: Yeah. But it allows you to move quick, like quicker through it, like as you practice that more and not get
0: so caught up in the projections or the stories or the conditioning. Yeah, totally. And OK, what I want to circle back to actually. We haven't even gotten to know you. Well, I know you, of course, <laughs> but uh, we're talking about we're, we're deep into it already, which I love. I'm totally here for it. But I would love for my listeners, my audience to get to know you a little bit better as well. So um, you touched on, you know, you're a, an entrepreneur, energy worker an energy healer, all the things. So tell us a little bit about you in business life, all the things, and then we can kind of, you know, dive into your story a little more. Yeah. um, Okay.
1: I'll highlight it right now. So I'm Katie. I am an energy worker and I really am here to serve those that are new to their spiritual awakening, really embarking on that um, and helping them move through it in a way that is a little bit more fun than the traditional spiritual awakening that can be so dreary and overwhelming and um, can feel really sticky I really work with the elements and using the elements to create ease moving through that, and it's it's magical. I'm s- so excited um, to really bring this foundational work that I've been working on for the last few months. Um, so that's a little bit about the work I do. I am an energy worker. I work a lot with crystals.
0: Yeah, that's She's Highline, one of my favorite energy healers. I love. Oh her my so gosh, much. you're one of my <laughs> favorites. So we're just having a mutual love fest over here um but yeah I would love to dig into the spiritual awakening how you kind of came to that as your you know niche as the the thing that you're most called to support um because I think the the background is helpful but I know I mean again I know your story (laughs) very Mm -hmm. intimately and I think there's a lot of good stuff to dig into that will be helpful for people who are maybe not even like at that point yet but kind of interested. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of spiritually curious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's, I'm just going to run with it and we'll see where, where the universe wants me to go. I tell it so differently every single time. Same. Um, (laughs) okay. So let's see. I grew up being like the sick kid. I was always sick. I had, I remember specifically like fourth grade, I had strep throat like seven times. And so that next year I got my consoles out and it was just, one thing after another, chronic bronchitis every winter. Um, I had the flu a few times throughout. I mean, it was just always sick. Chronic side infections, blah, blah, blah. Get to college, same thing. I was had mono. This was all within a year. Mono, bronchitis, the flu, pneumonia. My dad passed. Um, really, really traumatic time for mental, physical, emotional, everything. And I was also president of my sorority of two hundred and twenty-five women. So there we go, uh, a lot going on. But you know, after after that moment, everything kind of went kind of downhill, but uphill. It was it was really strange. Um, so after that point, I had developed chronic illness. I had mold toxicity, parasites, heavy metals, you name it, I had it, and. After graduation, I had the opportunity to go to Australia. So I lived in Australia for a year and that was really a turning point for me. I had never felt in my whole life that sense of no stress, that sense of ease, the fluidity of just like moving. But on the flip side, my body had never got to that point. So then I really developed. That's when my chronic illness had really peaked because my body was such in a parasympathetic state. It was able to relax and all these insane symptoms started popping up. So then when I got home, dove straight into my own path of detoxification, just like healing myself, I went through, um, and became a nutritional therapy practitioner, went through that. I've tried every healing modality under the sun, it feels like. And so then when it, it got to a point where nothing was working, like it just, I hit a wall. And so I had this friend who was raving about a Reiki practitioner and he was trauma informed. And I remember my first meeting with him and he said, you have a lot of trauma. I was like, what? I was like, no, I didn't. I grew up, I grew up fine. My parents were divorced. My dad was an alcoholic. Like it was nothing. It was all familiar to me. You know, I didn't know any different. And when he said that, I was like, What are you talking about? And he reflected back to me so many things. I was like, Yeah, yeah. My nervous system—don't know how it survived between all of that and chronic illness. And that was the first time I had um, someone had really reflected back to me what I had been through. I was like, Yeah, that was a lot. And so I worked with him for some bit of time, and that's when I kind of cracked open. It was all these things that were new and familiar. I was really interested. In you know meditation and spirituality and what that looked like and how it was different from traditional religion, like being raised in the Methodist Church, how it was different and how I felt way more connected to this path than I ever had connect felt connected to anything before. And it was a really lonely time, you know, like going through your awakening or beginning the first stages of it. It's like, what is happening to me? I feel different physically old friends are kind of like fading away. I feel different in my relationships. Food feels different. I have weird symptoms coming up, like just a clusterfuck of things, you know? <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like how, how i like how it kind of progressed. And now what, two and a half, three years later, I look back and I'm like, Whoa, <laughs>
0: That feels like a lifetime ago. I know. I literally look back at pictures from a year ago and I'm like, yeah. who is she? Like, oh yeah. like, I'm like, Yeah, you were so inflamed. Whoa. I love you so much. Oh yes. my god.
1: I have literally lost like 15 to 20 pounds of inflammation weight in the last two years. Like it's wild. Energy work is so real.
0: Oh my God. And oh.
1: and trauma release is real.
0: It's so real. And I feel like Okay, again, so many parallels to our stories. Not shocking at all. I know. Um, shocking. But Shocking, even... not shocking. Shocking, not shocking. Um, the moving piece. Like, I... I mean, you just moved. Even the moving to Australia from your story, right? Um, and I just gave up my apartment in LA. I've been there for, I don't know, like 10, almost 11 years. Um, and I just gave it up in December. And it's like, I moved. And I had been feeling... The niggle for a while that I needed to get out, you know, two years or so. And I would put it off for a bunch of various reasons and it wasn't the time. And then it was actually the time. And literally within the past like month and a half that I've been gone, my entire body is different. I feel healthier than I've felt in literally years. Um, my last couple of lingering symptoms from all of my health issues pretty much completely dissipated at this. point. Me too. It's It's wild. Crazy. Yeah. And it's literally just changing your location. And I think this is why, like, it baffles me that people think that energy work is just bullshit because they're, they're, I mean, nothing quote unquote changed. I didn't change my diet from when I moved. I didn't change my lifestyle except for my location. You know, nothing quote unquote changed. Just me moving away from this area that had a lot of, not all of it bad, right? Like, I would say, most of it, not bad, just an area that I had really outgrown. Like that, that was it. That was the yeah. missing piece. It's that and easy. I mean,
1: even on a small scale, like what's running through my head right now is like, if you, for instance, if you work from home or even in an office and you feel stuck or stagnant at your desk, you get up to walk for five minutes. That's literally changing your location. That's shifting your energy. That's changing where you are and the pace. That's just on a small scale. People do it every day and they're like, oh, energy work's not real. It's like, no, you you literally do it every day. And imagine if you actually like got up and quite literally moved your location to where you would be happier, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's not always necessarily a realistic thing at the time, but there are strategies even within that, wherever you are, whatever job you're in or situation, like there are strategies that you can employ literally small scale, quote unquote, energy work mm-hmm. to change how you are in the environment, because sometimes it's not feasible to change the environment. That's OK. You can change how you show up. Like, yeah, it's that simple sometimes. You
1: well, know? It's even full circle again, full circle back to me moving. It's like, OK, great. I have all my furniture in one spot, but if I feel stagnant, I can move it around in three weeks.
0: Yeah. You can change your throw pillows. You can change mm-hmm. like We, while the bed is on, yeah. Why is it that humans always go to like the most extreme thing that needs to happen, right? When we can, there's so many little things we can do moment to moment, day to day Mm -hmm. to make pretty significant shifts,
1: yeah. Because humans like to go balls to the wall,
0: I mean, no like in between. I
1: mean, (laughs) us one threes over here, like black or white,
0: (laughs) there are two options zero to 60. Um. But circling back to the spiritual awakening piece, because I think that especially right now, (laughs) the state of the world is just Mm -hmm. kind of a mess. So I think that the feeling of being misunderstood and, you know, feeling really lonely within just everything that's going on, um, feeling a little down just because everything in life feels so heavy. Right. And I'm kind of talking about it on this like much larger scale, but. Same is true for your personal spiritual awakening, which, you know, you and I both have very similar experiences that all the physical stuff, the just the food and the nutrition and the lifestyle and all of that didn't really fix it. It wasn't really Mm -hmm. the be all end all. And so you have to, at that point, look for something else. And Reiki was my first way in as well. And then (laughs) tried a million things under the sun, of course. But Just that period of questioning. I mean, you're so right. It feels so lonely and overwhelming. And you're like, I don't even know what's real and what's not anymore. And I don't even know who I am. And I don't know what I want. And like, you just don't know anything at that point, it feels like. Um, So I'd love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that experience um, for you when you were kind of going through it and also what you have come to understand now with the program that you're building and all of that. Um, and kind of the different lens that you're taking on it, having been through it already. Yeah. I love this question
1: again, so many different ways I could go. I think the biggest thing, so for me in this foundation that I'm, that I'm building for my business, the beginning of your awakening is all about this air element. It's all about, you know, you feel so up in your head again, full circle back to what we were talking about the mind all these thoughts are just cycling in your mind and you're just spinning and it feels overwhelming and you just feel almost like disconnected from your physical world because you're looking at it in such a different way. Like you're finally, I don't want to say finally, but you are you have a different perspective now. You're like, you're over top of everything and you're going through, it sounds really like (laughs) intimidating and like a long process, but you're looking everything from up above. And kind of analyzing it of like, okay, this doesn't feel good to me anymore, but I don't know how to move forward or I don't know what to do now. And for me, it was a lot of that. It was like, okay, I'm obviously not. I'm not healed. I'm not feeling better. I still have all these symptoms. Why? Why is that happening? I've gone to the doctors. I've got the blood work. I've been on medications that maybe I wasn't supposed to, but they couldn't figure out what was wrong. So they just gave it to me. This is even in the holistic space, Western and holistic. Um, I've tried all these different modalities. They haven't really, they've worked maybe a little bit, but not so much, but what's going on? What's the deeper thing here? And you have to, you just have to start questioning things. Like that's the big part of just going in. It's the curiosity. It's allowing your curiosity to lead you without expectation or without trying to fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so going back full circle, like that was my experience was like just getting curious, just getting curious and knowing that things are going to look differently. And I think all of us experienced that from 2020. It's like things are just going to look different and that's okay. We don't have to feel the same way as over there, but. In terms of, you know, if someone's listening right now and they're at the beginning of their awakening, they're like, what do I do? It's to get curious. Like that's the biggest high line point that I can give without going too deep. Like I could talk about this for like hours, (laughs) but it's to get curious. It's really to ask yourself questions, but not have attachment to them.
0: I literally just recorded a podcast episode on this, um, a solo that's going to come out before this. But it's literally about just starting to ask questions. And it's even for those of you who aren't necessarily on this or or don't think you're at your spiritual awakening or anything like that. If you just feel like kind of unfulfilled by your life and kind of dissatisfied and like maybe a little frustrated or maybe a little blah, like start asking yourself questions like why? And even beyond the why, I think that, you know, we're not really invited with the way our society is kind of structured you know you go to school you do these things and then you go to college and like there's um, like this one track you know I know there's not only one track but that's kind of the mm-hmm. the Mainstream. main track yeah um, but within that you know we're doing so much all the time and the extracurriculars and all the other things that I think for most of us we're not invited throughout this whole experience to really figure out who we are what we want what we value any of that and so we get to this point in our life when we're like well I'm just like not like I have life I have these things that are good and you know satisfying I guess maybe sort of kind of but I'm like not deeply fulfilled I don't wake up every day with vitality I'm not excited about the things that I'm doing and maybe you are to a degree you know maybe you find out you start to question who you are, what you want, what you value, all these things and you find out that yeah, a lot of a lot of your life does align, but there's these, you know, couple of pieces that you're really not fulfilled and like you really wish there was something more. Like just start to ask. That's all it takes. And and nobody does that, I feel like until we come up against this larger thing where we kind of have to. You know, for both of us it was the health crisis and we have to heal our body and then What happens when the healing modalities, you know, the traditional or mainstream and functional, you know, healing modalities don't work? Well, what do you do? You got to go question and explore other things. Um, But what I wish I could inspire people to do is to start asking before it gets that bad.
1: Yeah. And it's not asking like you don't have to ask what is life. (laughs) <laughs> like, what does life mean to me? No, they can just be small things of like, okay, how do I feel about X, Y, Z? Like getting really honest with yourself, and you know, you might not get to the that place of like true honesty with yourself that first time, but continue to ask over and over and over. Um, that's something that that I wish I could like go not go back and do, but really encourage my younger self to do is like just keep asking the same questions. Um because again, it goes back to like what we were talking about earlier, humans just one and done, just trying to get there and you know, ask one question and be finished. No, sometimes we have to revisit that same question a few times before we can really get truly honest with ourselves.
0: Yeah. And then I feel like the solution that we're looking for often is again a big solution. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're unsatisfied in your job, which was part of my story as well, my horrid nine to five. Um, and even the like slightly better one after that, like still not satisfied, but it's like, okay, I've identified that I'm not satisfied here. I've asked myself that question. I've figured out why maybe not even figured out why, but I know that I'm, this isn't it for me. What's one small action that I can do to make this circumstance better in this Mm -hmm. moment? Like, sure. Get a new job that is more aligned with what your soul wants to do. You know, your purpose on this planet, all the things that's great. But it's not maybe realistic at the time. It takes time to get a new job. Maybe you know you don't want to work a nine to five anymore and you don't really know how or what or when. So in the meantime, instead of just sitting in suffering or sitting in dissatisfaction or sitting in numbness, what is one thing that you can do to make yourself feel more alive or more joyful or more satisfied or whatever in that current circumstance rather than going zero to 60? Yeah, you know, totally. I, I am, I'm i powerless really is what it is. Yeah. And I think, again, just to reiterate,
1: it doesn't have to be this complex, long, planned out thing. It can just be like, OK, I'm going to take 30 minutes for myself every day, whether that's a walk or a bath or just taking time for yourself, getting to know yourself, because um, I think a lot of times in our society, you know, back to the conditioning, we don't get to explore who we are. And what are likes, dislikes, our joys, our passions, and we just need to give ourselves space to do so.
0: Yeah, and I this is bringing up something that you were talking about a little bit before too, or perhaps that I was thinking of when you were talking is, you know, in the questioning process of the spiritual awakening, right? Like, there's so much fear that comes up around that as well. I feel like because it requires you to change. And Mm -hmm. everything that you've known no longer feels good. Well, what does feel good? Who am I going to be on the other side? Um, And I feel like the same applies to, you know, what we were just talking about is like, who am I going to be? What am I going to have to do? What's going to have to change? What's my life going to look like on the other side of me starting to explore who I really am? Because I'm comfortable. It may not Mm -hmm. be exciting to me. It may not be fulfilling to me, but I'm comfortable here doing exactly what I've been doing forever and ever. Like, this might be a silly example, but two of my very closest friends, human design, again, I promise more to come on this. I know, (laughs) I I haven't really talked about it on the pod too much yet, but, or in detail, I mention it all the time. But so two of my very close friends, they're both quad rights. So for those of you who aren't familiar with human design, that means they're supposed to, well, quote unquote, supposed to, it's whatever, you know, actually feels good to you. But it's a very flowy structure of your life, you know, not, not really having structure necessarily, but everything is kind of open and flowing and kind of this sort of idea. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> but the exact opposite of Katie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and quad quad left is, you know, you thrive on structure and um, kind of the more masculine energy, again, not like m- male, female, but the energy dynamics of it. And so these two, lovely human beings are the most like, I need structure, I need planning, I need control, I need this, that, the other thing. Yet they're both a little like neurotic and stressed out and anxious. And I'm like, what if you tried it a different way? Like, but in talking with them about it, and I haven't gotten into, you know, too very much detail with them, but it's like, they're so comfortable with their structure, with their planning, even though it makes them feel anxious and it's just like i think that illustrates the point so beautifully right is like there's so much fear that comes with changing that thing that you're comfortable with and even if you're not necessarily consciously aware that it's fear we do really fear change because it's the unknown Mm -hmm. so anyway i don't i don't know what my initial point was with this but (laughs) it's okay it's so funny like just being
1: both open heads like I always see these bubbles come in and I don't grab them like thought bubbles I don't grab them so they just go away so I totally get it yeah like I had something to say in in, like response but
0: well it's like I feel like I made my point but I feel like I feel like sometimes I'm able to tie the bow on it at the end and sometimes I'm just like well that's what I wanted to say (laughs) we'll just leave it so there you go no but I
1: think Um you know, I think what you were saying or in response to is like, okay, if you're in this position of spiritual awakening, yeah, it's gonna be uncomfortable because there's change, right? It's like how can we move through that to make it become more easeful and more like graceful with more compassion and just have more fun. And like for me, I would love to hear what your what for you too. For me, it was first finding community of like-minded people that I could learn from an experience from and kind of move along that together. And then it was get a coach or a mentor because the biggest thing for me is just reflecting back because I, I guess it's an open head thing. And I've always been labeled myself as quote dyslexic with like, you know, all the things, but it's having somebody come back and reflect to you what you just said in a different way um, and help reframe it. Like help help you question your own narrative of how you're talking yeah. to yourself, how you're talking about your life, about your world, about people in it. And for that was the biggest thing for me was that thought shifting and that reframing.
0: Yeah, I think that the mentors came first for me in the order of which I found. You know, the mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm lying because <laughs> I because I feel I like there was her. there was a sense of community as i was entering working with that first mentor or so but i i feel like i feel like that's correct i feel like what really crystallized was the mentorship and then from the mentorship came the community but no i totally agree with you and i think it applies in any area of life just like if you want to be a more aware and less reactive and you know just like grow as a human just having a mentor in general in whatever context it is it doesn't have to be spirituality um i mean my very first mentor was my nutritionist and she was Mm -hmm. reframing you know deep-seated fears and limiting beliefs back to me it's like we can't see our own blind spots and to think that you can i'm sorry it's bullshit like do do you think you're special you are special in many ways but like you cannot be completely aware of all of your own stuff (laughs) going on a little rant. But.
1: Yeah, literally it's like riding the hamster wheel if you think you've got all your shit together, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like like beating down the hammer here, like, you know.
0: Yeah, what I found too is like it's only ever me in my in my own way. Like mm-hmm. with my health, it's me in my own way. With my, you know, starting my business, it's me in my own way. With reaching the next level, it's me in my own way. Like so over and over again, if I'm standing in my own way, like I don't know that until someone comes in and is like you realize that this is the, the pattern that you're repeating or this is the, you know, narrative that you're telling yourself or these things that I can't see because I'm in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like when you're in a relationship and like things are going really bad, but you're telling yourself that it's beautiful and everybody outside of you can see all of these issues, but you're in it. So you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then you get on the other side and you're like, holy shit. Oops. Yeah. Like, yeah it's like
1: <laughs> looking back at yourself three years ago, be like, what was I doing? Yeah. It's just you're in it right now. Just yeah. in a different way,
0: yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that either. It's like mm. we are absorbing and imprinting everything around us from the time we're I mean even before we're born, mm. you know, cellular memory and um, epigenetics and passing things down from generation to generation, like it's all real, so knowing that, it's like have compassion for yourself because it's it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility if you're playing out these dynamics like it's not well it's not anyone's fault i was about to give the example of you know me being so fearful of developing ms or my body failing it's not my fault that i was afraid of that it's not my mom's fault that i became afraid of that you know but it is my responsibility to overcome it so that i can move forward and and have the life that i want because if i if i hadn't looked at that processed it overcome it I would have developed an autoimmune condition at this point. Like Mm -hmm. I was almost at that point at one point. So um, yeah, I think that, that it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility idea is, is really important to just, you know, remind yourself to have compassion, but also empower you to do something about it because you can, like, I feel like there's a lot of disempowerment that unconsciously happens I mean, I know for my journey, and I'd be curious for yours as well, there was so much like victim mentality, like,
1: oh, jeez, Yeah, <laughs> this is
0: just happening to me. And why? me? Oh, my God. And, why me? Like, yeah. No. And so it's to remember that, like, you have so much more power in any circumstance than you think you do. And I feel like people always want to go straight to the like, but what about these societal things that we don't have any part like I'm talking about? your own life, like the things that you can control in your own life. You can control how you show up to a circumstance. You can control your emotional world. You can, you know, control how you interface with the thoughts that are happening in your mind. You can control your literal physical vessel, you know, to some Mm -hmm. degree. And so if you start to focus on those things, it is so empowering. And it translates to I think some of those, you know, larger, one of us controlling ourselves isn't going to change society completely, but it does start with us. And then we make a different impact on everyone that we interact with. And that's how we create that, you know, larger scale change.
1: Totally. And I mean, I'm just the image that came to my head when you were talking, it's so many people, so many people live their life living, like sitting in the passenger seat, like waiting for that person to come in and save the day or drive the car or whatever. Um, but it's really, really empowering and it's really impactful for the people around you as well. When you take charge of your life and you're in that driver's seat, like making changes, questioning back to questioning things, like really getting into it. And I know for me, that was, I was totally in victim mentality my whole life. So codependent. Why is this happening to me? Will someone just save me like yada, yada, yada. But then the spiritual awakening like kicked my ass. It kicked me into something like made me go in and question all these things, like which relationships are good for me, which aren't foods. I mean, foods even like which foods actually feel good in my body, not just what people tell me to eat. Yeah. So be the driver. That's what I have. That's the get to the point version.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've I've thought of that same visual many times. Um, and I think you can even be in the driver's seat and still not be driving. Like you can start to, I feel like we've had this conversation before. You can start to like make quote unquote decisions and put yourself in the driver's seat, but you're not actually taking the action to, to back up those decisions. And I almost feel like it's not really for, for certain things, maybe a lot of things, it's not really a decision until you take the action to back it up. Cause at that point you're still just gliding along. Things no. stay the same.
1: It's like, oh, I made the decision. Now I don't have to do anything. It's mm-hmm. like, mm, no. If you decide to eat healthy, just saying it doesn't make you
0: eat healthy. You, you can't know? Like, you still to eat, eat McDonald's eat or and yeah. think that you're eating healthy. I mean, the mind Cold is really thing. powerful. It can do some amazing things. But I, uh, me, yeah, I, I think that's that <laughs> something that I've really kind of that's kind of crystallized for me. It's like let's harmonize all of the systems right? Oh, like yes. the physical body, the energetic body, your emotional world, your mind. I mean, I think emotions are kind of tied into the energetics, but whatever. Potato, potato. Um, But it's like, why not leverage all of them and bring all of them into balance? And again, like controlling these pieces of each that we can control, which I think that people coming into this before they're in it and to be fair, it does take some time to learn and master a lot of these, you know, tools and changes and all the things, but it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. And it's literally one step at a time, like take a week and get this change together, take three weeks and get this change implemented, you know, whatever time it takes, that's all good. And you've mentioned this a couple of times, and I think it's so important too, is like, it can be fun. Like it can be easier part of it's your belief right but part of it's changing your energy around it how can you bring amusement to it can you laugh at yourself when things feel like they're fucking falling apart but like you know somehow jesus take the wheel it's gonna be all good on the other side you know what i mean like you do have that power as well to not make it this scary overwhelming disheartening, you know, thing, whatever that feeling you have or that belief you have around it is.
1: I have so many, like my brain is like so many things. I mean, just highlighting, like, I really want to emphasize the piece about bringing all these different pieces together. Cause as like one threes, both of us are, of course, it's like, we've deeply experienced each of these, like the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, the energetic body, and wow, I just have so many thoughts around this.
0: Go off, girl.
1: <laughs> Some of my work is in energetics of foods also. And I'm really passionate about that. And I just see, you know, so many people in the spiritual space or label themselves as like spiritual people or whatever. The stuff that that they allow into their bodies. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, maybe it's because I've like, we've personally experienced like the intensity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I want people to feel them their best selves of like physically, emotionally, mentally, like, oh, that's just what I want for people everywhere.
0: Yeah, I I almost sometimes wish I could like transfer my experience of life onto other people and just be like, this is what it can feel like. And like, by no means am I quote unquote there yet, right? Like I'm still working on yes. things. I'm still mastering things. I'm still doing it. But like, I just feel so good. Life is so easy. I'm not stressed. I'm not anxious. And I'm still grappling with, the same stressors, you know. Yeah. My I'm living on the same planet. Arguable sometimes. But you know what I mean? Is like I'm still grappling with taxes and finances and the work. All the people, and human things. All the human things. But my entire being, my entire energy around all of it is so much different. And I wish I could be like, here, just like taste this. This is why it matters. Yes. Yes. That's exactly
1: it. I was like, how do I put this into words? Of course. <laughs> I got
0: you. Um, and it, and I feel like it's like you're making it harder on yourself, too, if you're not leveraging all of these aspects of yourself. I <laughs> so funny, but I literally imagine it as this human donut. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on this and dig into all the three pieces. Right. But you, our existence, if you want to picture us for all my visual learners out there, like you're like this little donut. And you have these three aspects. We're going to just to really illustrate this, we're going to go a vanilla cake donut, like the old fashioned kind with vanilla frosting and rainbow sprinkles, because that was my favorite donut as a kid. So there's three parts, right? There's the donut itself, which we'll say is the body, you know, your physical vessel, everything that goes into taking care of that. The frosting is your mind, which is, yes, part of your physical vessel, but it also has this very different flavor to it you know the ego and the thoughts that you can see and interface with and all of that and then you have the sprinkles which is your soul which speaks to you through again the lens of your body your body is the glue that holds all of this together and you know your intuition comes through the lens of your body it speaks to us all in a different way you know if we look at your human design your authority that's different for all of us you're a sacral i'm a self-projected so you know, gut versus throat (laughs) to make it simple for people. But if you're just trying to, you know, find fulfillment or I hate the word like fix, but like, you know, fix your life in whatever way by just going through the body, you're missing out. If you're just using the body and the mind, you're missing out. You got to layer in all of it to make it as easy as possible. It's like, and I, I literally see it as you're just installing new programs, right? I think everyone should have a really basic understanding of like good nutrition science, not like the bullshit that's out there in most mm-hmm. of the mainstream. Like, how does my metabolism actually work? Um, for and especially important for women, you know, my disordered eating background, like I was eating 1200 calories and thought I was going to uh-huh, be fine. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what effect does that actually have on your metabolism? How does stress actually affect your entire system and your metabolism? And it's like, you don't need to get into the weeds with it, but just a really basic understanding of how that operates, like that's always running in the back of my mind. So I know exactly what the best choices are for me without even having to think about it. And then from there, I can, you know, layer on all these different things if I so choose. But even that basic understanding is enough. But anyway, back to what I was saying, I feel like I got off on a little tangent there, but... When you are working with all three, it's just easier because you're missing out. Like there is, like I said, overlap between those three elements, like what you feed yourself and how you move your body affects your mental state, you know, which then affects how your thoughts operate and your thoughts affect your energetic space, right? Like your emotions, the literal sensations that you get in your body. So they're all really intimately connected. So the easiest, fastest way, least resistance way to, you know, create this level of ease and fulfillment and, you know, even joy in your life is when you're playing with all three. And like, this might be a very third line of me, but like, play with it. Like, have fun yeah. again.
1: Yeah. What What was coming to my mind when you were talking about that is like, if you if you go down one rabbit hole, you might as well go down the rest and bring them along with you because there's so many overlaps. Like the visual I get is like, for instance, like if you like gut problems, that's so common. Energetically, if you have some energetic blockage there, okay, great, it's sitting there. Okay, great. That could turn into physical problems like leaky gut, parasites, all these other things. Okay, well now I have to shift my diet and change that. And then, oh, I might have, you know, so just go in, test everything. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> yeah, well, in short. I, I feel like that I have a good illustration for that too from my own life, right? Like circling back to the moving thing. Like I was still having these lingering gut issues mm-hmm. reminiscent of, I, I no longer have SIBO, but it was kind of reminiscent of my SIBO days. And I moved and I'm literally fine. Like like it's, that was the missing piece. And so here I have been spending all of these years trying to supplement my way out of it and like all the other things and it's like no just follow the fucking intuition that you've been sitting on for how long now um yeah so it's really bringing all three of them together well and and here's what i was going to say too is you can't exist without all three of them right well and Mm -hmm. i guess i guess even beyond that there's a fourth element right there's you the consciousness who sits in the center of the donut and gets to interface with all three of these parts. Like you are the the one that gets to observe your thoughts and, you know, control what your body does and what you put into it. So is there there is this fourth component that is kind of you. You're not your body. You're not your thoughts. You're not your soul. You're this kind of separate thing that gets to interact and dance with all, all the others. And so you literally can't exist without all three of these, like somehow magically, cosmically, all of these components came together in this physical vessel to create you and give you life and consciousness. And, like, how is that even possible? So cool, so wild. But you're literally not even working with your entire existence if you're only using body or only using mind, or maybe you're using body and mind. Like, that's just yeah. not complete.
1: Yeah, and the we've talked about this quite a bit too, is like this common the the problem the problem that we have with like just generic affirmations or just meditation is this piece of okay, we're only using the mind. Well, why is the mind manifestation coming in? Or why isn't it working? Um, all these why, why, why? Why isn't it? You know, poor pitiful me, right? It's because we're not getting in our body. We're not using our body with our mind. And Yeah, that's another example of just using these pieces together. And when we can use all three, all four, all 20,000 that, you know, there could be so many. How can we use all those together to make it really effective?
0: Yeah. And I feel like the body gets overlooked, not just in the context of symptoms, right? Because it speaks to you in order in terms of symptoms. Like if you're bloating, that's a conversation, but it's these more subtle like literally, the energetics of your body, the emotions that we've touched on you know a bajillion times it feels like mm-hmm. at this point Classic. in this conversation, yeah. but it's again neuroscience background, so like your your body is giving you more signals to the brain than the brain is to the body at any given point in time. So if you're not leveraging that massive sensory machine, you're missing out, and you know this concept of cellular memory that I was kind of touching on before, like your body remembers events, experiences, whatever, you know, you were having these experiences before you had language to attach to the experiences. So to the emotional processing piece, like from the time you were a little child, you're holding these sensations and these experiences in your vessel. And then, you know, they get repeated and that's when you attach the language to it. And so you're going back sometimes to to places that you don't even have language for, the language came later and so if you are not leveraging it at the literal body sensation level again i feel like it's just making it harder for yourself because the sensation and, and changing the the sensation and like that if you want to call it a conversation of your body like that creates massive change much faster
1: totally totally and i know for me just from personal experience i've always had that trouble with language of you know verbalizing how i'm feeling or quite literally like being dyslexic and having reading comprehension things um like making what i'm feeling or experiencing or thinking about come to life through through my words and it's it wasn't until i really understood getting into my body and going into those feelings where then i was able to come out on the other side because I wasn't able to process it through my mouth, you know, like as a self-projected projector, projector, it's like, I don't, that's not my gift. My gift is through feeling and really, um, allowing myself to go in there and feel that. So,
0: yeah. 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 It's like, I think therapy is great. I think everyone should have a therapist. I think it's a beautiful tool construct. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like, it's so valuable, but I think it's not, it's not it. Again, like all of these things are great and they're pieces, but like each of them individually, it's not it. Mm -hmm. And so like, why don't, why not take a multimodal approach? Why not leverage all of these different, like there's so much available. So why not play and try things on and really, you know, see what works for you and what resonates and all the things, because there is so much and there are so many aspects of our being.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's full circle back to what we were talking about before is like, just try it out. Because on what you said, therapy didn't work for me. I've gone to therapy however many times, but it wasn't until I tried something way opposite. Well, not opposite. I mean, I guess energy work and coaching and all that. That changed my life. That's when I actually felt something And it. I would not have got to that point if I didn't question things or be open to new experiences and just try it out and be like, okay, well, that was supposed to be a part of my journey anyway.
0: Yeah, I tried therapy. <laughs> Again, no shade on therapy. I think it's excellent, particularly if you find the right therapist for you, yada, yada, yada. We love therapy. But it's funny, I'm just thinking back. I tried it for the first time this year um, after I had this kind of big, sudden life change and was just trying to process. (laughs) She was basically like, You're like too well adjusted, and I don't really have anything to like give you. So I just like went, She didn't say it in that many words, but like that was kind of the vibe. She's like, like, I just don't. What do you have to talk about? So and anyway, that was a short. You're like experience. I'm a self-projected projector. I just need to get it get it out of my body. Literally, which was beautiful. She she was so lovely, such a lovely woman. Um, but and it, still, it, it, it was totally having. valuable to have the space. But um, I just think that's a funny little anecdote. That is, yeah,
1: that is. But
0: funny. I'll say the only reason that I am this well adjusted is because of the fact that I've been in coaching for how many years at this point, and and have sought out mentors. Who can teach me all these things? Like, I feel like sometimes it comes off as, and I'm sure there are, you know, coaches, mentors, guides, whatever, who have kind of figured it all out on their own, but I've figured out the most, the fastest, and like really crystallized the learnings in a mentorship space. Like, Mm -hmm. all of these things that I know and now teach, I learned because I worked with someone. Maybe not all of them. There are things that I learned on my own too, but you know, it's that so upgrades and what I found the difference in kind of therapy and coaching from my experience and granted, you know, full transparency, my experience (laughs) with therapy was rather brief. Um, I would love to find another one that really resonates with me and try it again, but what being in a mentorship space has given me is Someone to call you out, again, to really reflect back. And I think good therapists reflect a lot back to not, not judgment. I feel like when I say no, good, it's always judgment. It. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, we're good. <laughs> um, but, is, but it's someone to hold you accountable too to the change that's happening. Because it's not just you go in for an hour and you talk and you're done. You have so much going on in between. Like I'm in Voxer with my coach all the time. Every day, mm-hmm. talking here. about stuff, processing, figuring it out, and like that's how you up level so quickly is when you're consistently in process with it. It doesn't feel like work to me. It's because, and and here's the thing, and I feel like this kind of comes back to the idea of being open to different things and also just. Grabbing however you can, the courage to try and to move mm. through the fear, because what's on the other side is so much better, like you feel on on every level just so much better. I, I feel like I don't know what words can encapsulate the feeling, but it's like being open to trying things to experimenting to change. trusting yourself again full circle back to this trust idea like trusting yourself enough to know that you're going to be fine because you are and just continuing to be in process with it like that's how it it works so quickly
1: totally and the other the one thing I want to say about like coaching and my experience between like coaching and therapy is with coaching you really get to well in therapy you get to choose your therapist right but with coaching, I find that I'm always attracted to people that I really admire, not put on a pedestal, but there's a piece of them that I'm like, Oh, I really want that. And I want to experience from them what that's like. And when you're in a container with someone or in a, working with them one-on-one or in a program or whatever, you get a taste of that energy. You might not consciously like be like, Oh, I feel, you know, I feel the energy, whatever, but your body's going to know, and it's going to experience, and you're going to leave that space feeling different yeah and yeah. again it's
0: like quote-unquote good coach like find the right people there are certainly shitty coaches and mentors out there oh, there's yeah, certainly absolutely. shitty therapists out there <laughs> there's like you know there's shit everywhere <laughs> but you know finding the one that resonates with you and in my experience too like it shows you that it's possible for you because it, it makes them human like the coaches that I've always worked with they're not up here, you know, teaching from the mountaintop any greater than me. Like, literally, my coach a couple weeks ago was like, I literally love coaching from me or coaching you because I learned so much from you. Mm-hmm. And like, she's my coach. You know, we're learning from each other. We're we're literally walking with each other. The way I kind of visualize it is, you know, we, we go to work with someone because we want their result, whatever that is, um, could be. Health, it could be, you know, business, whatever arena. And the old model, I feel like, is walk down their path, go through their exactly timing. The same. Yeah, yeah, and do exactly what they did. But the way I see it is no, they've been to the other side. They know what might come up for you. They've acquired mm-hmm. tools to get through it. And so now they're just guiding you, walking with you through your own path, ready to support you in whatever comes up for you with the tools that they've acquired on their journey. So it's like, we're all on the same playing field. It's not, it's not this hierarchical thing anymore. It's like, no, we're, we're the same. And, and I'm just supporting you. I'm I'm here to catch you and I'm here to hold space Mm -hmm. for you, you know, if you trip or if you stumble or anything like that. So I think that, I think that view on it makes it a little bit more approachable because I feel like there's this like among the mainstream still really like kind of icky feeling around it and it's like it doesn't have to be like that like there again are probably a, mi- yeah. probably a million people out there who still operate like that but like for our space and the people that we've worked with and you know we've had similar coaches and mentors um and very different ones but like the commonality between everyone that we've worked with is this like I'm just walking with you like I'm here to to guide and support you, but I don't have your answers, and your path isn't going to look like mine. You don't have to walk my path, like that's not the game we're playing.
1: Yeah, and like as coaches, I know one of my past clients. I blatantly told her, I'm like, I'm not here to like tell you exactly what to do. Like, if it does not feel good to you, don't do it. If what I say to you doesn't resonate, you can literally just like, like, okay, brain, like, don't take that with us. And that's the that's the beauty of of working with a coach and experiencing a coach because you really get to take what you want and you don't feel pressured to take what they're telling you to take, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so much fun like as the coach for me and I, I'd be curious to hear if you feel this way too is like, it's so much fun for me to get on a call with someone and like, again, this this idea of play, like let's play, like let's see what's what's coming up for you and let's play with how we can get around it and what's really there. Like, like, let's dig in and let's reflect back and like all these, like, that's so fun for me because what is so fun about it, I think is like, yeah, the conversation's great and, you know, but I love watching people have these light bulb moments and like watch them master these things like in real time and and see things in different ways and like you're you're watching their being almost expand in front of you and it's so rewarding and to like to then get the feedback of like oh my god that was so much easier and like it's not it's not me it's you learning and trying it for yourself and playing with it and then you know mastering it and like that's fun for me is when you Get that result and have that aha moment, and and something clicks for you. You know what I'm trying to say? Totally, totally.
1: It's like, for example, I, I mean, this happens all the time with energy work or one-on-one clients. Um, Before we start anything, I'm like, is there anything you need to get off your chest? Like it could be about the neighbor? Na- like literally, I was like, it could be about a neighbor's dog, and the girl was like talking about a neighbor's dog because she just had to get it off her chest. I'm like, great, and more, more times than not, whatever the person needs to talk about will lead into something that they're experiencing in their life. It'll be a full circle moment, this pattern, or the universe is quite literally putting this experience in front of their face so they can work through it and have that light bulb moment and experience and feel going through it. And that's one thing, you know, full again, full circle back to just experiencing it's start to question of, okay, what is the universe trying to teach me here and go into that? Cause me and my boyfriend challenge that all the time. It's like, okay, things might feel really shitty right now and feel like shit hit the fan, but what am I learning? Because every experience you're, you're learning something, whether it's a pattern, you're supposed to break this repeated pattern or like, Oh, I might need to have some more patience with myself. That's, that's been mine quite recently. It's like, okay, how can I be more patient Katie? <laughs> But it's this constant, um, it's this constant learning, you know, whether it's from a coach or a mentor or a friend, our families are really great teachers. Um, They always bring things up for us Um, or the universe, like simply the universe. What am I learning in my everyday life?
0: I'm giggling a little bit because I'm remembering with my old roommate. Sometimes I would like kind of bop around the apartment and like clap and say everything's a lesson everything's a lesson (laughs) and it's like funny and it's stupid but like it's true and it's putting yourself back in the driver's seat right when you when you choose to approach it like that rather than just like all of these things are happening and whatever you know I'm I'm just gonna let it happen or I'm gonna be you know woe is me about it it's like no hmm, what can I learn here what do I need to shift to have a different result next time or to feel better or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All the questions. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's another, we've had so many of these today, but like full circle moment of that, like driver's seat analogy for sure. So
1: totally. I mean, every time I talk, I'm like, Oh, full circle back to the beginning of the conversation. I mean, this is just my life in general. Like, Oh, everything's, everything is so cyclical. And if we just like allow ourselves to experience, okay, this might come up again and again and again. It's like, okay, these were the things that these people here were supposed to listen to and learn today and really anchor in and experience. So.
0: I almost just got the hit too of like, and we'll wrap this up soon because I know we're getting at time, but I almost just had this like hit of like, what if you made your whole life a game in that sense too? Because you're always like, when you take and learn the lessons and actually move through it and extract whatever information you're supposed to extract from the situation you level up right so like you're getting you're in your little video game getting experience points and you go to the next level and something similar is going to come up but it's going to be a little bit different because you're at level two instead of level one and so because I feel like some people have this perception of doing the work quote unquote and like existing in this space of awareness all the time that it's exhausting but it really doesn't have to be um Mm -hmm. and you can also take pause from all the learning and just exist for a while which is something that I did for the past couple of months and it was lovely um but approaching it like a game and this is oh my god again full circle moment coming back to changing how you show up to everything and and your energy around it is like oh if I'm the main character in my video game and this is you know boss level one if I get past this then I get to go to level two and I get to explore this whole other you know level realm realm, whatever it is that makes it so much lighter and more fun than this like heavy oh my god I have to like do all this processing and learn these lessons and yada 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 so totally I have
1: yeah so many thoughts about this I'm like (laughs) (laughs) story of our lives
0: (laughs) everything we say it's like 12 every
1: time we talk it's like wow I have like six different directions of thoughts which do I want to go in
0: Oh, it's funny for context for everybody too we have calls like pretty much weekly every week. yeah <laughs> and we started them as an hour like way back in the day when we started them and we talk for at least two to three <laughs> every week because it's just every we week. go and go and go and go oh so all of that is to say we'll have to have you back on because there's I'm sure plenty more that we can get <laughs> plenty into. plenty more
1: maybe some of the same stuff but probably
0: just... <laughs> but in a different way in a different which is flavor, which is helpful because sometimes you need to hear it 70 times or with a slightly different flavor for it to hit. Yeah.
1: And I know for us, like, because both of us are pretty visual. We get different visuals every time we talk about this. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure we've had these conversations multiple times, but it's, it's how they come through differently.
0: Yep. Which I think is also helpful. Like the metaphor component of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well, I have one last question (sighs) for you before you get to plug yourself. So at the end of every episode, I share a, what the fuck am I doing? And so I would love for you to share one of your own. This is, you know, a moment, a situation, something that you're moving into really anything that people from the outside might be like, oh, this, this bitch is crazy. They might not get it, but for you, it's just like, whatever it is, what it is. So, Oh
1: my God. I have so many things. Uh, I think the first thing Oh, can I do two? Because they kind of play on. Okay, so first was this house. So my boyfriend and I, we got our um, like lease renewal thing the day before Thanksgiving. We're like, oh, we'll just decide and kept putting it off. Well, comes like three days beforehand. And we're like, what are we gonna do? We decide to start looking at homes three days before we have to decide. So we go on a Friday or a Friday night, we're looking looking on Zillow. We're like, great, we love this house. Let's go look at it in the morning. That whole night we get pre-qualified, set up with a realtor, all these things. We go look in this house. It ends up being Sunday and we contract it on a house in what? 36 hours. It's incredible. It was crazy on 12, 12, the portal. It was wild.
0: Yeah. And then um, you close on New Year's, New Year's Eve. New
1: Year's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, so wow. that whole experience, I was like, oh mom, we just bought a house today. Like just casual. Um, yeah. So that's the first one. Yeah just running with the universe. The second one is, um, the San Diego thing, the San Diego trip. Our our mentor has a book launch party. It's well, it's this Friday as we're recording. And I'm like, why wouldn't I go to San Diego for 24 hours living in Georgia? I'm like, why not? Let's just take a quick trip. So get in at like one and going to leave at 1030 and take a red eye home. So here we are.
0: You're like, there, probably not even as much time as you're traveling on an airplane. No,
1: absolutely not.
0: But why not? But I get to see you. So I know. I mean, I'm not the only reason you're going. (laughs) I mean,
1: maybe we'll see.
0: (laughs) I mean, I feel like mine is the same. Maybe I should save this for another episode, but I'm literally turning around, driving from NorCal to San Diego, SoCal area, and I'm going to the book launch and then I'm turning around the next day and driving up to Mammoth at like five in the morning. So yeah, it's going to be a, a whole time. Not so crazy, right? Not so crazy at all. No. <laughs> all right, my dear. And very, very last thing. Um, and just plug yourself. Where can people find you and connect with you and all yeah. that? You can find me on Instagram
1: at Katie McKnight wellness. Um, that's probably the best place to find me and connect with me, or you can get my website. MakeNightWarmness but Instagram is where it's at.
0: Beautiful. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. Thank this you so, so much. Fun, and we'll talk soon. All right, my friends, that is it from Katie. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please reach out on Instagram. Let me know what you thought, your favorite parts, all the things, and if you would be so kind as to leave a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would be so so appreciative of that helps me grow the show, gets the good word out there (laughs) to more people. So I read everyone and I am so grateful for your support. And last but not least for the episode today, I'll leave you with this random Caitlin musing question of the day. Literally why do pictures never actually do things justice? So for some background on this musing, I just got back uh, today, actually, from about five days up in the Redwoods. We were staying at this really, really incredible campground, uh, Elk Prairie Campground, I think was the name of it. And it literally was this like massive field. And there were wild elk that just like roamed around and ate grass and slept and did elk things. And it was so incredible. They were literally all up in our campsite at one point. Like, I mean, not super close to us, probably like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess kind of close to us, like 25 yards away or so, which, you know, it's not right next to me, but in terms of like wild animal, I feel like that's pretty close. So anyway, really, really cool. There were these three bucks with these massive antlers that would just wander around. And then we saw does another one of the days, like a big, big pack of does. And it was so incredible just to watch them, to be so close to them. It was almost like a scavenger hunt every day to see where in the meadow they were going to be. And like I said, one time they were literally, they spent the entire day basically right next to our site. It was so cool. And I took about a thousand and a half pictures and videos and all the things. And I'm looking back at them and it just, I mean, even as I was taking them too, it's like none of them really accurately capture the size of them, the majesty of them, like all the things. And I'm just like, why is that? You know? I would love to be able to show people and show them the actual like scope of it. They're so much bigger than I thought they were going to be. The does are really small, which actually that was incredible too. Like they were so much smaller than I thought they were going to be. Very different size than the males. It was just so cool. And I mean, I have a pretty good phone, I think, (laughs) has a pretty good camera. It's the one with like the three cameras. I don't know, a couple generations old at this point, but good enough, I feel like. And none of them, like with the Zoom and everything, really do them justice. These incredible creatures. But anyway, it was still so just magical and awe-inspiring to be around them. It made me also kind of realize how disconnected from nature we are. So this is my call to you to get out there, go explore, go see some stuff you've never seen before. It was really, really magical. Go get outside. (laughs) So that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. I would love to hear from you and I will see you next week. Bye.